Hey everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, and I am the only Rogue Rebel present because I'm going to talk about comic books. And comic books have words, and it's hard these days, you know, like, I got kids, but they're not kids. Like, I used to be able to get away with words, like, I would read them comic books to bed. But now we're at the state where, like, they're teenagers, they don't want to hear from me, Lizzie's in college, she's got homework. So, like, the words thing has become, like, an issue. Like, Axel's reading, he's like, uh, I'm gonna read Mega Man comics. And I'm like, Mega Man, he's got comics, huh? That's cool. All right. And, uh, you know, so that's what's going on. So instead of the family, I've brought a special guest, um who, uh, as it turns out, is really, really good at reading. He reads a lot. He reads fast. And he is uh, no stranger to talking about books and comics and things with a lot of words. Please welcome the king of all Toms, King Tom. Hey, Sal. Thank you so much for having me. I am going to have to check out the, the availability of Mega Man books at my local comic shop. Dude, like, they just started a new series, apparently. Like, they're five issues in, Mm -hmm. and it's like a, I don't even know, like, it's like a whole different, like, he used to have these comics that were like Archie comics, and it was like this very Mega Man that looked like the Mega Man in the video game, and these Mm -hmm. ones are all, like, super stylized. It looks like way more anime Mega Mm -hmm. Man, and, like, the, the, the... the enemies, like, they look all different. They don't look like they do in the video games. Mega Man kind of looks like him, but everybody else looks crazy in anime. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a whole new Mega Man universe. And he looked at it and he was like, why does Cutman look like that? Or whatever. And <laughs> then know, a month later, he was like, I was like, so you don't want the other comics, huh? And he was like, no, I want issue two. I like it now. That, so, that's yeah. the sort of thing, though. If if he doesn't go and face Cutman first, I will start screaming at the book. You do Cutman first? Come on. I man. always, I sometimes I'll do Bomb Man. I do Bomb Man. Okay. Most of the time, though, for me, it's Cutman then Bomb Man, and then I could never figure out the the jumps on Guts Man. Ah, Guts Man. Yeah, that whole beginning area is kind of tough. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, the only one that I switch is Mega Man Three. Some days I feel okay. Snake Man first, and then some days I do Magnet Man. Mm-hmm. That's the only game where I'm like, what what is today gonna be? And uh, lately, these days, it goes a lot more towards Snake Man, just because the music in his level is a lot cooler. It is. Th- th- those games had some great music. They, st- Yeah, dude, those games, like, you can't, like, two and three, probably. And even four, mm-hmm. like, the intro to four is so good. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There was, like, a while back in the day when, like, Axel first had access to YouTube, and he was listening mm-hmm. to all these, like, remixes and metal remixes of Mega Man, and I was like, yeah, son. What is that, Wiley Level 1? Hell yeah. <laughs> You know. There was there was a U two song that came out probably about ten years ago that stole the Elect Man riff, <laughs> and my my wife got pissed at me anytime I would mention it when it came on the radio. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. Just any uh, yeah, anytime that kind of happens, yeah, is a wonderful thing. But mm-hmm. yes, Mega Man has excellent music. I'm uh, not playing much Mega Man these days. I am going through old Legend of Zelda's. Which ones? Uh, currently, I am on Ocarina of Time, because what okay. I decided to do when we were in quarantine, and it took me a while, <laughs> is I was like, you know what? I'm going to play him in like the timeline order. So okay. like, I started with Skyward Sword, and then went to Minish Cap, and I never mm-hmm. beat Four Swords. So I played Four Swords, and I beat it in like a day and a half, because it's literally like 
uh, it's like tiny little levels that was meant to be a co-op game somewhere along the way. Right. Um, and I was like, well, that was all right, I guess. Now I'm on Ocarina of Time. And then this okay. is the part where I'm going to like get to split, you know? So I'm going to pick mm-hmm. the like OG time, like the one where I'm going to pick the Hero Falls timeline because I haven't played that, uh, that Link's Awakening remake. Right. So I can right. like run right into that and then end with the uh, 8-bit games. And then I'll like scooch on over to like Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess timeline. And then we'll see if I actually make it to the Wind Waker. I mean, I will, but it'll be another 10 years. <laughs> right, right. Those, yeah. My, uh, see, I have uh, a few programs on my computer um, of suspicious origin that let you play old Nintendo and Super Nintendo games. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, my, I've been getting my son into some, he's eight, uh, into some 8-bit games. Hmm. And he loved Legend of Zelda. And he beat it on his own nice. a few weeks ago. It major, major. Tr- I'm very proud of him. That's, um, yeah, that's no he, easy uh, feat. No, it's not. I mean, I, I did help him early on, but and he eventually, you know, he realized that you can save and load. Yeah. So he would use that a lot. <laughs> right. Um, he tried two. Two is a bit tough for him just because of the changing perspective and uh, everything. It's not just him. Just so you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Um, but he's he's also been playing um, three for the Super Nintendo, and he yes. really likes that one. That was like my favorite for a while. That was like yeah. the one, the the really dope one. But um, Axel has a Switch, and they have it on like Nintendo Online or whatever. Right. And instead of, uh, I think they do have like saving, like you can kind of save a state on the fly as well. Mm-hmm. But they also have like a little rewind feature. Oh, nice. So he'll play the video game, and if he, like, gets hit, like, he'll just, like, rewind a little <laughs> bit. And then, like, you know, if he uses too many fairies or something, he'll just rewind a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, he's been playing some of the older games like that. And then there's also, like, a... yeah, I think that's, I think there's, like, other, like, it'll have, like, Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, and then it'll have, like, Zelda 2 The Adventure Link SP. And I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out what the difference was. And then I realized if you go to the SP versions of these games, like... You you have your art you know your sword is at level eight and your magic is at level eight already. Oh, mm-hmm. you know things like that. Like you still have to find heart containers and stuff like that. But like your guy is powered up and stuff like that. That's good because I love the idea of going back and playing old video games. But at the same time, I don't want to spend hours on a game that I beat thirty yeah. years ago. Yeah, I mean thirty years ago times were hard. Like yeah. I know my friends and I would spend a lot of time like just getting to Ganon's castle in Zelda to the adventure of Link would be like, well, crap, we only got one life left. Right. And it took us 20 minutes, you know, and then you're in yeah. the castle trying to make it on one man. Right. Tough times, tough times. I'm glad. Yeah. Isn't it great that we've made such a better world for our children? Um, in can, some ways yeah, that they can make, they can have save states and they can, uh, yeah. you know, um, I mean, there is, there's, I mean, there's issues like there's, I don't know, like a global pandemic and yeah, near insurrection yeah. uh, on a weekly <laughs> slash monthly basis. Um, but, you know, like Safe it's good. it is good that they can play a video game and yeah. uh, not have to have it as hard as we did. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's that's good. That, that's a that's that's growth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're, Tom, we're not supposed to be talking about video games today. No, no, there, there, we, we have a plan here. I think. <laughs> like we did have a plan. Like, yeah. Okay, before we, well, I mean, I'll just tell everybody we're going to talk about the Star Wars. Oh God, I hate, okay, like I, I love comics. 
Mm-hmm. But what comics do sometimes is they decide like, hey, man, we're going to end this series. We're just going to start it again. Yeah. So now, like, when I say the Star Wars comic series, mm-hmm. now I have to say, like, oh, are you talking about the Star Wars 2015 comic series or are you talking about the Star Wars 2020 comic series? So now right. I have to tell you, this is the Star Wars 2020 series. And we're talking about the first arc, which is called The Destiny Path. Yep. Uh, which is pretty dope. We'll get into yes. it in a little bit. For a number of reasons, but yes. yeah. Um, just real quick, I'm going to hit you with some business. You can check us out at therogerebels.com. Talk about costumes, talking about recipes, talking about uh, what else do we do over there? Uh, I read a lot, almost as much as King Tom, and I write reviews and have podcasts. Uh, you're on one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, all kinds of stuff over there. So check it out. We also have a Facebook page. Go and like that. We are at the Rogue Rebels on Instagram. So we have stuff going on over there. Pictures. People like pictures. And I'm going to skip over Twitter. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Twitter. Uh, we are Rogue Rebels on Twitch. I actually wrote it down this time. I got my sim to Batu, So if you go on Twitch, you can probably check that out. Uh, I'm very happy about that. I danced with Hondo. It was a good old time. Um, King Tom, you were also on the internets. Yes. Where? I am on Tom Chansky, one word, on Twitter. I have an Instagram, but I never post there, and I don't exactly remember my handle on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I am also, I also do a few podcasts. I, I am on the Sith list every week mm-hmm. and then I am on uh, Patreon shows for Blue Harvest where Haas and I talk video games, uh, for Steel Sweet. Wars where Steel and I talk books and then, uh, the Bad Motivators, I have a show with Luke Cruiser and Rashad Kasim where we talk comic books and I was a little bit nervous because I'm like, you know, going into this, I'm like, ah, I'd love to talk comics with Sal, but I hope Rash, cause you know, the idea is we pick an arc <laughs> and, and we, we talk about, and we have a lot of fun talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, oh, are they going to be okay that I'm going in, you know, on another podcast? But then this morning, I'm scrolling down Twitter <laughs> and I see that <laughs> you did an episode with Rashad. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm good. I did an episode with Rashad last week and we talked about uh, Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like Rashad's my comic book buddy. So right. I'm like, hey, man, like I know you like. Cause like, I, you know, like not everybody picks up everything Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to qualify fans. I'm not trying to make any judgments, no, no. but you know, when I want to talk about a comic arc, let's just mm-hmm. say that the pool of people that I can talk to them about is a lot smaller than things I want, people I want to talk to about. I don't know, say the Mandalorian or something like that. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, like when I hit up Rashad out of nowhere and I'm like, yo man, you got a favorite arc you want to talk about? What's going on with you? And, uh, yeah, he also mentioned the same thing. He was like, yeah, I should, I got a show I do with these guys. We should, uh, get that going. So yeah, we did, uh, the episodes out already and we talk about Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple and we talk about, uh, he told me that my intro is very cool and monster truck rally-ish. So I take that as a compliment. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah. We had a good old time catching up. Uh, recent shows, as you mentioned, I did a show with Rashad and I just mentioned it. So we're done. Pot it forward. Dude, uh, do me a favor. People take this podcast, share it with other people who love podcasts, spread it around. Uh, let's, let's, let's like, just share the podcast love, you know, like uh, there's so much (sighs) sometimes, not all the time, sometimes online can be a negative place. Sometimes 
people just want to complain. People just want to yell and people just want to start fights over random crap. And then you got like, you got Nazis and you got racists and you got people that are just looking for to start a fight with people for whatever reason. Right. Do yourself and do the world a favor. Spread a little bit of positivity, man. Spread a podcast about people that just love reading comics. It's not important. It's not, it's not, it's not a, 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 you know, it's not noble, but it's just a little bit of positivity and maybe you can spread a smile or two. Uh-huh. So, you know, share, share the positivity, spread what you love, not fighting what you hate. That's what I have to say right now. And this has been my Ted talk. Huh. All right. Uh, Star Wars. I have to say 2020 now the destiny <laughs> path written by Charles Sewell. I put never heard of him. He's done some things. <laughs> He's done a few things. I just finished one of them. It was really, really good. And I told, uh, I told, I was talking to somebody and I was like, I, you know, that I, I read a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> I know a lot about Star Wars. So, you know, a year ago when all of this luminousness was announced mm-hmm. uh, and they were like, Charles Sewell is going to be writing the first book. And I was like, huh, they're letting him write a book, huh? You know, and then, of course, like later I find out, of course, he's like written 17 books and he's done all kinds of things I haven't heard of because they're not Star Wars, because I only know him from like, oh, it's the guy that did that Lando comic. And, you know, he's done a few awesome Star Wars comics. And I feel like this sits among those. I think so. But uh, yeah, like I just thought it was really, really funny that I was being a judgmental jerk and being like, wow, that's really cool. I bet he'll do a good job with a book. And then, like, I, you know, I looked on Goodreads or something, and he's got, like, 17 books <laughs> about things that are not Star Wars. And I'm like, what's that? Uh, I think a lot of people felt that way, though. That we just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. and uh, it, 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 Surprise. He kills books just as good as he kills comic arcs. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got art by Jesus Saiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art in these comics is really cool and covers by R.B. Silva and now my dogs are barking. Look, they love cover art. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, so before we get into get into the meat and everything, for anybody who hasn't read the comic, let's just give a little like spoiler-free, like kind of like impressions and then we'll get into it and anybody who hasn't read the comic can duck out or if they don't care, they can just, uh, you know, keep listening and get the comic ruined for them. See how that fits uh i i did love this arc and as like moving you know when they did the relaunch and they were like we're going after empire Mm -hmm. that's something that i was super super excited about because we've been kind of stuck in that era for so long Mm -hmm. the post uh post star post a new hope um so just seeing them like move past that and get outside that timeline and now we're dealing with lando and like stuff like that is uh really fun and interesting for me and was a kind of a good way to like refresh you know, this, uh, this, these main characters journeys by moving them forward a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, that's just me. What do you think, man? No, that was, that was one of the reasons that this was huge for me because especially in the new canon, we really don't have that much content mm-hmm. between empire and Jedi. And when they did the re they, they ended the original series they started that this new one, and then the other comics that were that kind of come alongside this: yeah. Afra, Darth Vader. I think, if, and I don't know if it's Vader, Darth Vader, Vader, comma Darth. Yeah, it's Darth Vader, twenty twenty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think even Bounty Hunters; those yes. are all set 
between Empire and Jedi. And to mm-hmm. me, just that they have this new playground, even though it's about a year long, um, but they'll still get some distance out of it. That's very exciting. And the stuff that, that Sewell does here, you know, he introduces a new villain that, that ties into some old villains. Um, the, each of the heroes has their own kind of journey and there's this immediate danger to the rebel Alliance. It's, it's exciting and interesting. And, we know point A and point B, with Empire being point A and Jedi mm-hmm. being point B, and just how they get from one to the other. It's because there are changes to each of these characters between those two movies. Right, right. Um, and the other thing, th- this, the arc does it brings back uh, a character that's from one of Sewell's other um, books that mm-hmm. I think is very interesting. It sets up something potential with the High Republic that hasn't paid off yet. And just for for a real world kind of thing, this arc was interrupted. Right, right, right. I I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head between which issues, but they Marvel stopped. Marvel DC, all the comic companies stopped making comics for a few months because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were supposed to get stuff in March that we didn't get to like May or June May or something or June, like yeah, that. Ju- yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, the the Star Wars stuff came back later than the other Marvel stuff. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, well, I guess because once again, I don't read anything other than Star Wars. So how would I right. know? Right. Right. Um, yeah, because I, I remember like yeah. reading the the second issue in early March. It was freezing, and then for the the next issue, maybe it was three. I don't know. But I was out on my porch in shorts. So yeah. Well, I mean, remember like High Republic was supposed to launch in like August or something, and then it was everything got tossed tossed back. Um, yeah. Another thing I really dig like. I like like filling in those spaces and like this kind of more unexplored era. The only thing I can really think of that happens that we have in Canon after empire is like, what is it? Like princess Leia moving target. Like that's yeah. Like, the only thing I can come up with off the top of my head, but it's like, uh, the, there are bits of, um, Oh, what's the book? Everyone loves <laughs> from a certain point of view. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, the Claudia gray one. Oh, lost stars. The- Lost stars, yeah. yeah For some yeah, reason, I'm just yeah. drawing a blank. Yeah, a large part of that takes place, and it's it's really great, but it tells it from a very limited... Right, right, right. Yeah. And it's, like, not dealing with these characters. So, like, one of the right. things that I dig about this is not only do you get, like, the steps that they take to get to where eventually we're going to see him in Return of the Jedi, I also mm-hmm. dig that, like, especially in this first arc, they seem to be dealing with a lot of, the, like, the fallout from Empire Strikes Back. In fact, this comic t- kind of takes place before the movie's even over almost yeah like yeah. not even almost like it, that, that's a fact all right now uh, so, some people yeah. aren't a fan of that how are you with i that? like i like like a movie's a movie and it's edited like i can mm-hmm. there's stuff that happens between the takes you know what i mean like it's almost right. just like a deleted scene to me like oh that's cool i didn't mm-hmm. know that particularly in this comic it's so well done and it's such a thing that serves the bigger story mm-hmm. that i see it as a win yeah. You know, like there are things that are like less like, oh, you had time to do that whole thing, huh? All right. Mm-hmm. Like where, you know, maybe it's not as a, a big picture uh, forward moving. But mm-hmm. even those things, I'm like, I can either take it with a grain of salt. But I like filling in those things just because like if there's an opportunity for something, like why not? Yeah. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm like, the same way. Yeah. Like the Star Wars has never been linear. So, like, there's no reason for us to even pretend it is. <laughs> right. 
You know, so, uh, okay. I think let's just go ahead and get into spoilers. We're just going to kind of take the comics as they go, but we're also humans and are probably just going to jump around. Cause Hey, sometimes I get excited about star Wars and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like the, it picks up like, and Luke's on the Falcon with his little like hand brace thing, you know, cause he had, he doesn't even have the new hand yet. He's like still on the, they're still escaping like Bespin and he's like hardcore, like flashing back to presumably 10 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, to losing his hand and all the terrible truths that he's just lost. And then like there's ties, you know, after them. And he's like, he's got to jump in the gunner. Oh no, that, that, that kind of, that kind of comes a little bit later, mm-hmm. but um, they go back, they finally get to rendezvous with their, uh, their fleet and um, the fleet's getting attacked. So like, as soon as they come out of hyperspace, like after Vader looks very disappointed and walks off the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, they get to where they're going, which is like the rebel fleet they're supposed to rendezvous with. And like, they're getting attacked. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, Oh no, we got to help. And everybody's like, Oh, it's the Falcon. And all the Imperials, of course, particularly commander Zara are like, it's a Falcon. We need to blow it up. I hate Leia. Ah." (laughs) And, uh, so they kind of like get in the gunnery seats and he's still like, uh, being all kind of force emo, Mm -hmm. but he like destroys a bunch of TIE fighters with the force, I think. Right. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was like making them cause some, it looks like they knock into each other. Yeah. Others, it just look like their wings are blowing off. Yeah. Huh. So he definitely has a force explosion of some sort or causes a force explosion and yeah. the TIE fighters die and they save the fleet and it's like, yay. But I thought it was really cool that they popped in a, like Shara Bay and Kes Dameron are here. Yep. Are part of the crew. So like Kes Dameron just kind of looking out the window at his wife and, you know, she's tooling around in the A-wing and being awesome as she, as she do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it introduces the Pathfinders too. And they, pl- I didn't think they would at the time, but they play a part in this series later on. Yes. Yeah. Like they, it starts going in cool directions after this arc. Yeah. Um, for them particularly. But like, I also like the whole thing with, uh, with Lando. Like, we're mm-hmm. so right after all this stuff that, like, by the time we run into Lando again, you're like, at the end of the movie, he's like, well, fine, Han. It's like, <laughs> but Leia is, like, really grilling him about a lot of this stuff. And, like, no, you're the one who traveled. And he's like, look, man, I had Vader. What do you want from me? Like, <laughs> and there's a lot of Billy D. Like, did anybody die? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought and that Chewie was. And yeah. Chewie doesn't trust him either. Because yeah. Leia. Yeah, wait, does does Lando go up into the... Leia goes up into the turrets, so Lando is in the cockpit with Chewie. Yeah. And Chewie's like, you're not touching that. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 you're the pilot. I'm just here. Like, I'm just here to help or something like that. Right. And then he's saying, like, what? You don't trust me either? Like, that's cold, man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's some really, really good dialogue um, regarding Lando, like, through most of the comic. Because yeah. he's not exactly, like, trying to prove himself, but he kind of is, like, trying to be like, look, man, I didn't have a choice. Like, this is what we're doing. I can help. He's trying mm-hmm. to say like, look, I can help. I know people. I'm Lando. Uh, and Leia is very much like, she's very much the, like, we don't need any of your help. Empire strikes mm-hmm. back. Leia. Yeah. Uh, which is like really, 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 really cool. And I think another thing that they do, like, I wonder if, um, you know, we've been following so many like post a new hope stories set between a new hope and empire strikes back. And I always feel like in the real world, it's because like, cause people just want to tell a story with Han, Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. Know, after return of the Jedi is like sort of the, where the hammer drops. 
before they didn't know each other. So you're stuck in, you know, cause after empire you lose Han. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think I really like moving that story forward. And I also like the shift in dynamic that Lando brings, especially right now where he's not antagonistic, but mm-hmm. people are not happy with him. Yeah. There was a, in the original Marvel comic series, they kind of had a similar thing because they were doing it in real time. Okay. Right. 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 And, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have as much guidance from Lucasfilm, but they're like Hans frozen, you can't use him. And and then they also said other things they couldn't do, but the writers were left to deal with Lando and their own. And that he's a bit more uh, they take him the, the rebels take him in okay. a little bit more readily. There's right, not right. as much suspicion. But there are points in that that arc or that series, I say, you know, in the mid '80s or early mm. '80s, where he does go back to um, Bespin, mm. like he does here. Awesome. Yeah, but I, but I, I I was just saying it's 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 I, I like how it's done here, where they, of course they they don't trust him, and they sh- yeah. at first they shouldn't. And it's from like, their point of view. Yeah, it's like mainly Leia, like, and he's got yeah. his like reasons, and he has a pretty good excuse. Like, if this was. If we were in, if we were in, if I was Judge Judy, <laughs> like I would listen to him and I'd be like, well, he had Darth Vader. Like, what do you, what's your answer right. to that? What would you have done? And of course, Leia would say something. <laughs> well, I would, of course you would. Never mind. <laughs> right. What would a reasonable person have done? Uh, but like, I just, I just really like, I mean, it's, most of the tension is between those two, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Leia is very close with Han and, uh. Lando's got a little bit of a, you know, more groveling to do before he can get back into those good graces. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So when they get back to the fleet, they're trying to figure out why they got attacked and like they contacted another fleet and they're not hearing from them anymore. So they all kind of come to the conclusion that like the Imperials must have broken the codes. Mm-hmm. So that sucks like that. They basically are figuring out that like they can't reach out to anybody because they're putting each person in danger. So so they can't even find out if the other fleets are okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And that was kind of an interesting, like, something that I had never really thought of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really, really cool. Um, so I guess, like, Lando, like when Lando and Chewie at the end of the movie go like, hey, we're going to Tatooine. Uh, we'll find Han. They go and he's like, trying to like ask about him and figure out if he's there yet already because they don't know what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So they like come out in Tatooine space and like a bunch of TIE fighters are like, you're under arrest. And they're like, Oh crap, man, I told you Chewie, we need to keep a low profile. Then the TIE fighters get blown up. And then it's a bunch of Jabba's thugs being like, aha, we got you now, Han. And he's like, well, that means he's not here yet. It's not Han by the way. <laughs> like, um, so just like out of the frying pan and into the, Fryer with some really, really good um, Lando not wanting to risk things. They they don't explain, though, because they, they, they do keep it faithful to the movie. And it, it when he in that scene, he is wearing Han's clothes. They yeah. don't explain that. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> I just watched an episode of Freemakers that might explain that. Okay. <laughs> Me and Axel have been watching the Freemakers lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched season one back in the day. And then, like, we just never picked up season two. And it was, like, fun. It's, like, Lego humor, dude. It's, it's good stuff. Right. You know. Uh, but it's a good for a laugh at lunchtime. <laughs> and he, uh, there's an episode with Lando 
And they're like, they're going on a mission for him and they're trying to like get this thing. And they're like, you finally brought it. I'm going to pay. And it's like this like Pulp Fiction suitcase. And he okay. pulls it out and it's a cape and it's his cape. And he's <laughs> and, and che- everybody else is all mad. And he's like, what are you mad about, Chewie? Now I don't have to wear Han's old clothes. <laughs> like, so if you want to take Freemakers as canon, there's your answer, King Tom. <laughs> okay. Uh, good times. This, he, he goes and talks to Amanaman and I just this is the best oh. like line in comic book history yep. I'll just say that and he like fist bumps him and he goes stay flat pal yeah I just it's good stuff so like I think he's trying to like walk out or something but he gets caught and then they pull him up to Java mm-hmm. and he's like nah man I came here to negotiate dude you like you help me get the empire out or blah blah blah, blah. or he's like I can give you like the best price on Tabana if you can like hook me up with lot, you know, let me know, give give me Han or whatever. He's trying to make a deal with him mm-hmm. and figure it out. And Java's like, "Well, I just heard you don't even have Cloud City anymore." And he's like, "Man." <laughs> uh, and then he ends up saying like he ends up telling Java like, "Okay, well, I'll get you stuff on the rebellion. You know, I'm running with the rebellion and I'll sneak you some good stuff and you, you know, then you help me get Cloud City back." Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool that he was wheeling and dealing on the fly. And then also you get, you know, you get to the like, oh, is he going to turn over the rebels? What? Right. You know, which is a little more of a Lando's dubiousness. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, I'm a very Return of the Jedi guy where I'm like, oh, no, man, he's a general. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He believes in second chances. He helped Aiden. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a good scene nonetheless. And then... uh Luke, we're back to Luke now. Mm-hmm. Luke is just like, he's not having good days, dude. He is, no. he's upset. He is very conflicted and he's, he's busting Vader moves on, on the, like on the redemption. Yeah. It's uh, t- straight from the, was it the, it was the original Vader series, but they also kind of mentioned the moment in the Star Wars series around yes. the same time where Boba Fett tells Vader, the, the name. name of the pilot yeah. who destroyed the Death Star. And Vader's like, I have a son, and there's this crack that's forming in the glass, and all of a sudden he blows out the whole... Yeah, like Star Destroyer window. Yeah, the Star Destroyer window. And, and Luke, he's searching for... You know, he's calling out to, to, to Ben, right, to right. Obi-Wan. Who he is consistently not getting in contact with. Obi-Wan is right. not picking up right now, y'all. Right, right. He's chilling on Dagobah. He told him, he said, I can't help you. And he meant, I'm not going to pick up the phone anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Luke is upset. Uh, but that's a really, really cool, like, mirror back to that. So he starts, mm-hmm. like, he there's a couple of scenes where he's, like, training. He's got the remote, but he's, like, so, it seems like he's so kind of clouded that he can't even really, like, manipulate the force. Like, even the mm-hmm. stuff that he could do, like, he's kind of, like, going backwards. He can't really focus. Um, so... I think Lando comes up to him and is like, well, you know, I, I, I think I know where your lightsaber fell mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I can help you. F- if you get me back in cloud city, I'll help you find your lightsaber. And like, so they come up with a plan to get back into cloud city, but he also has like a vision and that's where he mm-hmm. sees the figure giving him his lightsaber back. Right. So he's like, well, the force told me I need to go get my lightsaber back. Uh, so he's like, all right, let's do this. And so he convinces everybody to go on the mission. And it's just like, it's Lando, it's him, 
And Leia comes because she's also like, "Uh uh-uh, you're not going anywhere without me. Mm. Which is smart. Yeah. And but it turns out she had a reason she wanted to go back too. Yeah. Now hers was a little bit like fuzzier than the other. I ones. think it's, uh, and we don't find out until the end. But do you want me just to say it? Yeah, go for it. What do you think? Uh, okay, okay, I think because she says it, when they find Han, she wants to know how to unfreeze him. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't really like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it because yeah. it she goes back there and she's like messing with the chamber and she's like looking at all the controls and really figuring everything out and I'm like. Okay, I mean, and she, she gets frozen too. Yeah, yeah, she ends up getting frozen too. So there's a mm-hmm. nice, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because I get they the the Imperials who are obviously running things now. Mm-hmm. They have been freezing the political prisoners, and there's a bit where yeah. I think Luke uses the you know Luke gets his gets his stuff together, mm-hmm. and he uses the Force to kind of distract the Imperials, and they unfreeze everyone, and the the I, I want to say ice cube trays. <laughs> the, the carbon freezing pods are floating, just like we see how Hans floats. Right, right. And it looks like they all, dr- you know, they get unfrozen yeah, they and they drop out the, out the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it looks like uh, when they unfreeze everybody, it's like it looks like a bunch of the wing guard guys. So, like, it's probably the people right. that were putting up a fight over there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, really, really dope because then you get this yeah. dope splash page of Leia being like, all right, who wants to join the rebellion? Yeah, like, and there's such a hero moment right there, and even like a, you know, they come up to Lando and they're like, "You came back for us," and he's like, right. uh, yeah. And he he has a moment when they're approaching Bespin where he's you know trying to sweet talk a, 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 the the cloud car pilots. Right. And first of all, it, I, that was one of the toys I had back. He, in the he day. does. He does. Yeah, and so I just love seeing, and I think it's just one panel of of one. It's a female pilot. She's there with her orange and yellow helmet, and right. I love seeing that. Yeah, that was good. And I think she comes, and he's like, yeah, how's your kid doing? <laughs> she's not going to let, but he's like, how's your kid? And she lets yeah. him in, and I I think it's her we see at the end. She's one of the people who joins up with them. Right, right. So what happens is they're coming up, and he, and you know, like, he gets there, and he's like, look, look, it's me. And she's like, no, 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 we can't. And he's like, oh, come on, man. Like, well, at least, you know at least can you just be a little sloppy with your shots? And she's like, I don't know what's good. It's going to do you. And so as they get to the city, it's like the Imperials have control of the defenses and stuff. So, you know, the air defenses are up and they're going to get, she's like, I can miss all I want, but that city's going to take you down. But as soon as he's in range, he like hits his little button on his little watch and like, boop, 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 shuts down the city's, you know, the surface to air turrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're like, oh, that's right. Lando has an iWatch that controls all of Cloud City. Yep. Um, it's not the it's not the first time it's used it, or not the last time it's used mm-mm. in this series. And what his thing, like, so Luke's there for a lightsaber. Leia's learning how to use carbon freezing. Lando's really going back there to get his boy. Lo, well, that Lobot, and then he also, he has a way to... Now, see the thing, Sewell, we're learning all sorts of things about Tabana Gas. Yes. With Charles, you know, in, in, in the higher public, we learn that if, if, if a bunch of Tabana gas... <laughs> Don't let it hit a sun. <laughs> ...goes into a sun, it'll blow... And I can't figure why haven't they... Why hasn't anyone used that since? Hmm. Or will it come up again Will we find out why it hasn't been used since? But also, we learn that there's a way to spoil it. And so mm-hmm. Lando, yeah, he wants to go save Lobot, but he's also trying to spoil all the Tabana gas... Yeah. Even the stuff that isn't mined yet so that the Empire won't have a reason for being there. Yeah. Yeah. He's ba- yeah, he's ruining Cloud City for them, which mm-hmm. is kind of metal. 
Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, he does like, he basically like, but they have like Lobot, like hook, like now that's a really cool visual too. Like yeah. Lobot's like plugged into a jillion wires into his cyborg implants. Mm-hmm. Like they've plugged them into the system to help them do whatever they're doing. And, uh, he goes in there and he like cuts them all off to free him. And so like mm-hmm. in a weird way, Lobot has hair for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just kind of looks weird. Um, and then like, you know, there's a bunch of stormtroopers at the door. And he's like, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one, buddy. And, like, Lobot, like, is still connected to the city. And, like, all of these mouse droids attack the stormtroopers, uh-huh. which I think is, like, one of the most awesome things that we've seen in canon thus far. Yeah. I am not taking arguments at this time. <laughs> yeah, the, the, Nor the, should you. The panel is dope, dude. And it's just mouse droids. Like, they're flying up at the faces of stormtroopers. And, like, those things are, like, yeah, they look little, but they're kind of weighty. They're, like, art, like... This is like somebody just threw 20 RC cars at people. Mm-hmm. And like, what doesn't one of them, I'm trying to find the panel here, but like one of them has like one of the BB-8 style lighters or shot. Yeah, it looks like things. they're like shooting their little like sparks and stuff too and flamethrowers. They got antennas that they're punching people with. It's yep. good stuff, dude. I'm very, very, uh, that was, that was a well earned surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Luke's going through the trash trying to find his thing. He's down there with Ugnaughts and he's like, guys, have you seen anything that looks like a metal cylinder? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like in an ocean of trash, which is not, which is working about as good as it sounds like it is. Yeah. Okay, and then we got Le- like that's when Leia's down here. I do like that she has a little like, uh, she is doing proper social distancing when she puts up her little like ninja mask style, <laughs> uh, thing to be sneaky. Yeah. But I also thought the stormtrooper that shoots her, like, stormtroopers are so like they wait for the orders and they're always like second guessing i like that the one comes down to the cloud city and she's just like oh i'm just uh i work here i'm inspecting the pallets and he just shoots her with a stun beam and he's like you don't look like an ugnaught yeah <laughs> so i thought that was really good uh in a world of stormtroopers who don't really like think too deeply <laughs> i like the one that had a little bit of a uh, problem solving skills yeah uh, and that's thinking. when he's the stormtrooper is the one that that puts her in carbonite. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of like, he's like, oh, dude, I saw Vader do this. Check this out. <laughs> so that I thought was hilarious. Um, yeah. So yeah, everybody's escaping. And this is like a, what you said before when Luke sort of frees everybody and then they all sort of shoot it their way out. And they steal like a, they steal a shuttle and then Luke gets his X-Wing back. Yeah. it I you know never even realized until now that he doesn't get it back at mm-hmm. the end of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Yeah, we find that out. We got Red 5, dude. Like, the, yeah. the entire sequel trilogy, King Tom, rests on right. Luke. Get this comic right here. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Uh, yeah, so we got wing guards coming in. Uh, they're escaping and then, let's see. Da, 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 da. Like, and then like as they're escaping, you know, like Luke's kind of coming to grips with like, well, you know what? I don't think that's what my vision meant. I kind of saw this planet and I saw this and I saw that. Um, so I think it's the force telling me that like somebody else is going to teach me and like, I don't need a lights, you know, I, I'm going to be a Jedi and I don't need a lightsaber to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, as he's sort of giving this speech, there's like this one Ugnaught 
that's going through the trash and he finds it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he has spoken. I, I, like, it, this is a good story for another time. And I just, yeah. I don't know when that time is going to be. And if we're going to see, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's so good. But like, now I want the next step and I don't think I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, So he's like, I had a vision and I got to go. And Leia's like, okay, Uh, hey, you got to do what you got to do, bro. Well, they're not, they're not there yet, but you know. So like his, he's like, Hey, you know, it was, it was water, red kind of mountains. And there were three suns. So R2 pops in the coordinates for the, where he knows that there's three suns, red, whatever. And they they go to, I don't remember the name of the damn planet. Sorelia. That's right. You're good at this. Some, I just saw it. You know what? By, so. it, it reminds me now of a red Trask. Yeah, he it goes, does. I didn't think that first panel when they were on the docks. Yeah, they're on the docks. They're fishing. No and, sweater. And it, it's, not, it's not sweater weather, though. It is not. It is not. It is hoodie weather, though. She got a little, this, this, uh, female, uh, fisherman, fisherwoman, fisher person has a, uh, nice little rap going on. And I also like that. He's like, just on the docks. Like, Hey, uh, anybody, are you a Jedi? Like, yeah. Hey, what about you? Are you a Jedi? Like, uh, it seems like a very dangerous thing to be doing in this time, but you know, Luke yeah. knows what he wants. And so, like, of course, he mentions Jedi around this person. And they're like, oh, a Jedi. And they, like, kind of pull the trap on him and run away. And so he's chasing them across. You know, he commandeers a boat or whatever, you know, and is chasing them across to another little island. And then there's this panel here. <laughs> that is just, it's Luke. And he, like, he's swimming. And he got, finally got up to the, the island that they're on. And he's like, whoa, good old sand. I ever tell you how much yeah. I love sand? Yeah. <laughs> he's talking to R2, because why not? Uh, so like he kind of follows her like through this thing and there's all these booby traps set and he, then he turns to R2 and he's like, you know what? You just stay here. I'll find her. Cause it's hard getting you out of booby traps too. Mm-hmm. And so he like gets to a thing and it like, it's a little like the trap is a container that starts filling up with water and then yeah. he uses the force and he shuts it off. And that's where the person comes out and she's like, Oh, I am Verla. I was once a Jedi. And like you said, she's from, the Sewell run of the second Darth Vader series, yeah. which is like what, 2017, 2018? I don't remember. I think, yeah, between the two. It was yeah. it was a great arc and yeah. she wasn't like she was, but she wasn't. Yeah. She was yeah. like not quite the Padawan, but like a kind of taken Padawan of the dude Farron Barr who Farron was one of the Barr, Jedi who, that survived. And I think he was just a Padawan. Right. But he, like, was kind of rallying, like, he was kind of helping the, uh, he was on Mon Cala, the arc takes place on Mon Cala. Yeah. And he was, like, rallying everybody against the Sith, and he knew who Darth Vader was, like. He figured everything out. Yeah. He had a bigger picture than most of the people. Yeah. And, Um, but I think, because he used, he was looking for people to turn against the Empire, and he kind of force-tricked people who lost loved ones to the new empire mm-hmm. because this was in the first year or so after revenge of the Sith. Right. Right. And he forced tricked them into joining him. But Verla was really the only one with any force abilities. Right. And she was the only one who lived. Yeah. And yeah, everybody else was, it was kind of like a rebel cell and it was her and him who right. were the only kind of like Jedi ish. <laughs> 
but he did he like he did some really cool things before you know he yeah. ended up dying against Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. like he used a really intricate strategy yes. that was not uh, that I didn't expect when I read that. No, no. Uh, it was really really cool, and I was like, "Well done, sir." Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in current times, she's like she's talking to him a bit, and then he starts to. She's like, "Oh, like you're you're not like she thinks he's an inquisitor." She's been right. hiding her whole life since then, probably from these Inquisitors um, and Vader. And so, like, when he uses the Force, she's like, wait a minute, you're not you're not lying. You're you're actually trying to find a lightsaber and you want training and you want to be a Jedi. Like, but why? You're just some kid. And she's like, well, I'm Verla. I was a blah, blah, blah. You know, and he's like, oh, like, my father was a Jedi. Like, you know, my father was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> well, no, like, I think. She says Anakin, and the way he responds to it, it's like that's the first time he's heard it. That's that, that was the, the interpretation yeah. I had. I can't remember exactly what the dialogue is, but basically it comes to like, wait, you're Darth Vader's son? Drown, yeah. and she hits the drown button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she starts drowning him again, and this time he's actually drowning, but sure enough, guess who pops up? Your boy, who always saves everybody. R2. Yep. Which is excellent, and as usual, R two knocks people out, and mm-hmm. you know hits the button, and she's like, like you know, she wakes up, <laughs> and like she's like kind of like cuffed a little bit, but he's like cooking fish. He's like, look, I don't know how to fish, but uh, yeah. I can cook, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And then she's talking about like what happened to her. She was like, there was Sith, and the Jedi were killed, like, Order 66, and blah, 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 blah. There was Inquisitors, and all this and that. And I just sort of walked away from it all, is basically what she's saying. Like, yeah, I just wanted to live free. Like, the Force does this, and it does that, but it's always, you know, they're coming for you. They're searching. Like, it's just a life of looking over your shoulder. So I'm a fisherwoman now. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's like, cool, 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 cool. But you said you know where there's a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, all right, fine. I'll tell you where the lightsaber is. So she's the one who tells him where to go. And she stops trying to kill him, which is also nice. Yeah. Uh, This scene, dude. (laughs) In the meantime, Vader is also searching for Skywalker. Mm -hmm. So like, and this is at the beginning of one of the comics. So if you read this monthly like me. The comic opens and it's like Luke Skywalker wearing sunglasses. And he's like, yeah, man. And then I just grabbed the lightsaber and I was like, shwa. He looks like Cyclops from the X-Men. A little bit. And then Vader walks in and he's like, you claim the name Skywalker. And he like kills the guy. But like, you know, the the sunglasses come off and the guy has like a cybernetic eye. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not really a Skywalker. I just like, you know, no, anyone who is a Skywalker dies. Or like, so... Vader's looking for Skywalker, but there's all of these, uh, you know, fakes popping up, which reminds me of a book that you have probably read called The Legends of Luke Skywalker. You know what? I have not read that. Um, that I've heard parts of it on audiobook because okay. my son loves it. Uh, there, There's a few stories in that book, mm-hmm. you know, but one of them in particular is a girl who's talking about how the whole thing's a fake, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, nah, nah, nah. They were just a traveling troupe of like, you know, they were like, they were con artists. So they were telling everybody he was a Jedi, but really they had like electromagnetics in his gloves. Like, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> the story she tells is about like this group of con artists. So I was always like, huh, maybe those guys like <laughs> this is the guy that just got killed. Like the con guys over there trying to do it. And then if you remember the, well, I have to say what, 2015 Star Wars series, there is a, uh, oh God, what is, it? what is, what is, uh, the species that changeling. There is a changeling that they end up meeting up with and they use him a few times in the book to like help them do what they need to do. And one time when they go to meet him, he's doing like a whole stage production of like Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Reminded me of him too, man. I was like, man, I hope that guy's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think, uh, I don't know if he survived that series now that I think about it. Uh, Yeah. Now that I think about it, I think you're right. (laughs) I think he gave his life for the cause and it was a noble end. It was good, man. That's a one poor one out for the uh, Mr. Changeling homie whose name escapes me at the moment. <sighs> Let's see, where are we? Uh so he po- she points Luke to a temple. Mm-hmm. He goes to the temple. Temple looks dope. Yep. Temple it's a looks, high republic. Yeah, very very high republic looking temple. Uh it looks cool. He goes in and he's like, "Look, a lightsaber." And he grabs it like this is me in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs it off of the thing and as soon as he grabs it, you know, Lights go out and this is something that like, this is something that I woke up to Twitter going like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's going to be cool. Like, and I think like, I didn't get like spoiled, but Mm -hmm. I think somebody on Twitter was like, huh, Rebels fans are going to get a kick out of this. Yeah. I remember seeing that that morning. And that was one of those things where I was like, I need to get to the comic store like immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I, I think I warned Hawes about it. Okay. That morning, I'm like, don't, don't look on Twitter if you don't, if you want, because it, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. This was not what I expected. Mm. When he went to the temple, and when I heard that, the things that flashed through my head were things like what happened in Rebels when they went to a temple. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if he's going to find, a, you know, in the background, there's going to be a Mortis mural. Or is there going to be a holocron with, you know, Ezra on it? Or, you know, like, I don't crystal. know. Like, I was thinking of something like, yeah, the crystal, the, the quest that he goes on for the crystal. I was just thinking of, like, the things that happened to them in the temple and of mm-hmm. Luke going through something similar. Like right. ending up in a Force dojo. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. are we going to get the Force dojo back? You know how excited I am about Force dojos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but instead, we get our old friend, the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. So he grabs a saber, and the Grand Inquisitor is like, oh, you know, I was once a Jedi, but now there will be no more. And, like, he's fighting the spirit of a, like, burning, flaming spirit of Grand Inquisitor guy. Yeah. Uh, which, like, visually, like, I guess we haven't talked about the art enough, but the art in this book is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. It, um, it, with with the movement and and the fighting you can definitely there are some artists who and this is something i talk about when i talk with rashad and luke about this there are mm-hmm, some artists mm-hmm. who do star because star wars action is not like regular action movies because there's yeah. a, there's the lightsaber fights and some artists can handle it well others can't this you know what's going on yeah there's like a like star Wars, like there's stuff like everything else but star wars it, there's like a fantasy romantic lens that you want to put on the things that yeah. make it feel like much more Star Wars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, in particular, especially when you're writing these characters, 
these characters are so, you know, like beloved and longstanding and have been looked at for so long that like really capturing their likenesses and their like expressions and things like that, like go Mm -hmm. a long way in a comic book like this. Yeah. And you want to end up in that space to where you're like doing that service and capturing that essence of what that character is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't want to, I don't know, trace a photo of them. No. Or, um, you know, trace a photo of someone else trying to be them and getting the perspective all wrong. Yeah. Like, there's just uh, like, it's it's a hard thing to hit, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's it's really, really well done in this series in particular. Like, yeah. Leia's expression, like, Leia looks like, like, Leia makes Leia faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and... Mm-hmm that's the capturing that when I look at those pictures and I see Leia and I don't have to be like, Oh yeah, she's wearing the thing. That's like, you know what I mean? Like uh, without those, um, a lot of times you look at some of these things and you know who they are because of the outfit they're wearing. Yeah. And this is kind of one of those things that you can go outside. Like Luke is wearing something a little bit different, but I know it's Luke. Right. Um, um there's one, there's one face he makes here. And I think this is a great moment that I didn't realize how much I would enjoy seeing it when, the Inquisitor, you know, he and Luke are kind of blocking each other, and the Inquisitor ignites the other side of his saber. Yeah. And Luke gives, like, it's it's the bottom of one of these pages, and Luke is giving him eyes. He's like, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> and it, but I'm like, how cool is it seeing Luke Skywalker seeing that for the first time? Luke Skywalker has never seen episode one, people. Right. Luke Skywalker right. didn't watch Rebels. Like, this is all new to him. Yeah. He's seen two yeah. sabers. One he lost. Right. <laughs> three. Right. Okay, three. Well, um, there were a bunch in that one arc when they went to Nar Shaddaa. Like, oh, everyone right. had a one. A bunch got thrown out. Oh, and he uh, he did work on one in uh, on Rhodia in, what, Heir to the Jedi? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, but okay, none, of them were, none of them were double sabers. Yeah, that's true. He's and like, I, I do love... I know it's, it's the High Republic tie-in. I do love that he has a yellow saber... Kind of for some of us as a throwback to the original Luke Skywalker action figure. Right, right. And that was like a really, really cool thing. But then, of mm-hmm. course, me is also like, oh, it's have a Temple Guard saber. Yeah. Like, because that's basically what it is. It's a Temple Guard saber. But. Oh, okay. Oh, that. Yeah, just dude. The, that's exactly the folding what it is. kind. Yeah. But yeah. it's just the one half. Right. Um, And also, like, during the fight, they cut a Temple Guard clothes and like they cut armor in half. And I'm like, oh, yep. at least the helmet's okay. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's a very like force visiony kind of like battle. Mm-hmm. But what I did not expect, because I expected a force visiony type thing to happen in a in a temple, right? Mm-hmm. What I did not expect was for them to be start fighting and him to be like, "You will never be a Jedi." And then I did not expect for us to cut to Vader and Vader go like, "Set course for the Jedi Temple in Tempe's. I have set mm-hmm. a trap. I want to go see like." That was interesting. Like, yeah. And that ties everything back in such a weird way to rebels. Right. Because of just of a, no more is this a random vision. Mm-hmm. This is a deliberate action, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me and super interesting and super awesome. And now gives that whole ending of season one of rebels. Yeah. Uh, a lot more depth and interesting weight to it. Yes. Especially like with that closing line and how he's burning away. And so is that word balloon. 
Yeah. And he's even like, like, so he basically fights Luke and he fights Luke and he tells him he's never going to get away. And then Luke is able to beat him. And Luke mm-hmm. is kind of, he like, there's good dialogue in here. And, you know, yeah, he's like the Jedi knew, you know, they understood loss in the service of greater good. And so he's able to like find his strength and find like his belief in what he's trying to do with the rebellion and the force to overcome this guy being like, ah, you'll never win. Cause we're bad. And they're all bigger than you. Um, so <laughs> presumably when Vader gets there 10 minutes after Luke left with the saber, <laughs> yeah. uh, like we just kind of see like Vader and like the inquisitors there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've served for so long. Will there never be a release? Mm-hmm. And Vader's like, you will continue. And then yeah. that's where you get the like, he's burning away. There are worse things than death. And we you know, we finally find out what he meant mm-hmm. before he fell off the ledge. Now, it, I, I, in the end, I don't think either answer matters. But do you, do you know, do, have you figured out, do you have a preference as to whether... This Grand Inquisitor is located at this specific temple, or is there a network that he's protecting all of these temples? Or I, do you have any feeling on that? I think I would say that. See, I don't know because I, I like my instinct is no. Mm-hmm. My instinct is they've discovered plenty of temples, and Vader's ready at all of them, right? Yeah. Like I imagine he sets the same trap everywhere, mm-hmm. and since this is such a force kind of thing. It's something more like that. Right. You know, I think, yeah, I think he's installed on star at all the force locations. So the inquisitors on call everywhere. Yeah. I was thinking because in the EU every now and then there was like, you know, essence transfer or trapping someone within an object, object, artifact. And, and I know they've, they've touched on that, that with the mask of moment, Mm -hmm. but I think maybe I, I was thinking, you know, reading this, like trying to figure out how maybe Vader or city has figured out a way to do that. And so they have an artifact representing him at certain temples, and that's why he's bound there. I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, but, I, I feel like it's more than one place. Yeah, that that that's, yeah, maybe it's more than one artifact. Maybe it's, you right, know, right. They, they found all of his former suits of armor or something. <laughs> exactly. All of yeah. his spinny blades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What I would also say is that, like, it also sort of throws a weird wrench into the works of like, like, because this is not the only time that we've seen him at a temple, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first time we ever see him after his death, he trains Kanan and knights Kanan. Yeah. He's not like this. He is antagonistic to a point. Mm-hmm. But um, he's himself when he was a Jedi. It seems like he's in himself. And the whole time I saw that, like, and I, I there's my two minds at the time were like, Okay, like he's seeing him because like he means something to him. Like he's somewhat like he was the first kind of like big, uh, like true threat to his mm-hmm. kind of family that he defeat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like Kanan was carrying that with him because like a lot of times we, you know, like I always think of uh, what's in there only what you take with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that. But then I was like, but he tells him stuff that he doesn't know. He tells him I was a knight. I was a this. You're going to become like, so there was always like the mindset of like, okay, well, Kanan's fighting him because that was his, like, uh, that was a big challenge for him. Mm-hmm. And then also like that could be the Inquisitor because the Inquisitor like has his own 
knowledge and agenda that are separate from what Canaan would bring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, a, and then also compounded by the fact that when they leave the temple, the Inquisitor comes out and fights the Inquisitors. Yeah. You know? So that was always like very interesting to me. So now if you combine that with this, I wonder if like whatever cosmic force uh, the Inquisitor returned to mm-hmm. when he was, I don't know, utilized or called to at that temple, because in, in theory, Canaan needed him and that's why he was there to me, mm-hmm. right? Canaan, they all went to the temple for a reason and they all found what they were looking for. Yoda's like, all right, go to Malachor. Uh, you know, uh, Ahsoka found out that like, she really needed to get to the end of her knowledge thing. And Kanan found out that he needed to let go to become a true Jedi Knight. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and somebody sort of different appeared to all of them. And the only one we know, I don't want to say is fake, but we know Anakin had nothing to do with Ahsoka. She's talking to herself. Yeah. Right. So this was the only sort of outside influence I ever saw in that episode besides Yoda, of course, who's alive at the time. Mm-hmm. Alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I'm straight. <laughs> okay. I got it. I got it. I got it straight. Um, so I wonder if after he fights the, like then we know Vader shows up like after that, right? Mm-hmm. Is Vader then able to somehow like bind his spirit or, you know what I mean? Like, is that yeah. where he got his security system? <laughs> Maybe, you know, like I feel like there's a little more after that, not that I think we're ever going to get an explanation, mm-hmm. but I feel like somewhere between this and Inquisitor being like, I died a Jedi or Inquisitor helping Jedi to Inquisitor over here's security system. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Vader or Inquisitor or whoever dark side sort of trapping that spirit, you know, taking that Ouija board and forcing him to be bound to their own ends. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Which oh, now is, I want to go back and rewatch Rebels again. Yeah, oh, it's a little crazy and a little deeper than I thought we were going to get on a comic book, but hey. Yeah. Uh, you're talking to somebody who really likes Rebels, Tom. Oh, no, I, do, I know. I do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do too. And I I think I, I finished my latest rewatch back in September or so. So Nice. Yeah. We uh we started up just very, very recently. I forgot what we were doing, but we we started up like two or three weeks ago. We were like, okay. let's just watch the episode one again. Let's mm-hmm. watch the episode two again. You know, and just kind of going through the whole thing. Uh, awesome tie into Rebels. Let's see what else we got. Um, so, yeah. So then they're talking about what they're going to do about the code. And so they're like, well, we need to come up with a plan. And then, like, like Luke gets back to the fleet. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Leia's like, no, 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 show them. They need hope right now. You know, so he gets to, like, ignite and do the hero pose with the lightsaber and a bunch of Rebels around and being like, awesome, bro. Yeah. <laughs> thing's yellow. I had yep. that toy. Yeah. So it's, it's coming out of his hand it's coming out of his hand it's really yeah and they're all appreciative like Lando's look like everybody like this is such a like such a splash page mm-hmm. um, the Quermian yeah <laughs> he's just cool yeah <laughs> Got Nian, Nian Numb back there smiling in approval mm-hmm. uh, yeah so like yeah. it's a solid series it does big things which to me is like the awesomest thing of like the Oh, he's going to go get a lightsaber. Like, that's such a cool journey. They do set up later on for the Rebels to go to Starlight Beacon. Right, right, right. And we are a few issues... We're, we're ten issues deep right now. I just checked. 
Yeah, and they haven't. I I almost wonder if part of that was they they pushed it back because of the real world timing. Hmm. The uh. So I was kind of going through it because there was an Operation Starlight coming up, mm-hmm. but it did not involve going to Starlight this time. Right. Uh, but it sounded to me yeah. like they were trying to go there. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still going to pop up again, but mm-hmm. so far we have not been there. And I thought we like, I was mistaken. Like I thought somebody asked me the other day and I was like, yeah, I think we did. Cause they went and they had to steal this thing. And then I'd like read the comics again and I was like, Oh no, they stole the thing from somewhere else. Yeah. It was a like, uh, Coruscant museum or something. Yeah. Like, Oh, well, I messed that one up. <laughs> uh, way to go. Dreads of knowledge. Um, yeah, so this was this is a solid series, and this is like another one of those things that just like it's one of those stories that like I like being told like yeah how, where did he get that other lightsaber man? you know you hear all these theories you know people have been telling me for years like what if Qui Gon's crystal was in Obi Wan's backpack or whatever mm-hmm. you know things like this that are really really cool so like you know thirty five years down the line. I would love to see like the 40th anniversary of rebels. And I finally get the story of where Ezra found his crystal for his second lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. I thought it was from that one. He picked up on Malachor. He didn't keep it. Oh, he didn't. No, he didn't. Keep, he like picked oh, it up okay. and he turned it on and it like died right after. And he was like, cool. Yeah. I remember it, it died. <laughs> okay. You know, and then his gets cut in half and then he just kind of like backs up and gets thrown out. So he didn't even have his old one. Mm-hmm. So there's still an untold story of like, where does he get his next uh, crystal? Right. Do you think, um, because, you know, we, we found out and again, like to me, I never realized it was a thing until I read this, but Luke getting red five back. Do you think they will explore where he gets his crystal in this series? Uh, Luke. Yeah. Luke. Sorry. I feel like, I feel like that's the crystal. He it like much like the Vader series. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to use that until he makes it his own. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I feel like that's, what's going to be the evolution of that. Like he's going to make it his. And when he binds with the crystal, that's when it's going to turn green or whatever. I like, like that. As we've seen in most, as we've seen in most, as we've seen in like a few other instances, you know, when the Jedi and the crystal sort of bind there, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't stay the same color, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, the crystal sort of attunes itself to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, one, so, one, yeah. one other thing I do want to see. I'm sorry for. No, go for it. Um, <laughs> this Death is a podcast. Star Don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Death Star 2. Ah. I, I really want it because I'm surprised we even, we hadn't even, it hasn't even been teased in no, the other not at all. series. Because you'd think they've been working on it for a while. Yeah, yeah. I just like some acknowledgement of it sometimes yeah. because it is in Lost Stars. Yeah. Well, you know what? And to be the, fair... Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it would show up in this series, but maybe we'll get there in the Vader series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's definitely definitely more more likely that we would see it there. But at some point, yeah. I just want to see something mentioned that oh, are they talking about the second Death Star? We have to, dude. Like that has like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's as important as this lightsaber, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the other side, like now Vader's on a road trip right now or something. So, you know, give yeah. us another four or five issues to deal with that. Right. And I think we might get back on track uh, to the uh, to the uh, Death Star dose. Vader's got to get a new hand and a new leg and some other parts. Yeah, yeah. He's working with a battle droid fist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the moment. Uh, we totally skipped over Commander Zara. Okay. Who's kind of like the 
like the big bad of this mini series slash arc. And she's also in the next arc a lot. Yeah. Um, so she's like the commander of the fleet that's hunting down Leia in particular, but the rebels supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And like her ship is called Tarkin's will. And she was like a, a, not a prodigy, but like a, like a, like she was a, Tarkin was her mentor and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then Tarkin died. So she's got a like gigantic bone to pick with Leia. Yes. Um, yeah. But she's such like a, it, it's an interesting, uh, antagonist because you know most of the most of the like you know the imperial commanders or captains we get are so slimy or very like Mm -hmm. simplistic like it's really cool to see one that's just like pissed off (laughs) yeah she's you know you get the sense that the empire is ruthless but she is she's talking ruthless ruthless. Yeah. yeah yeah it's it's i i like her so far and she's shown up in the next arc as well so like you know clearly like i don't want to say they're setting her up for huge things but like she's got she's so far she's been in a few things and she's like after them um you know so much so that even vader's like hey i said i want them alive you don't don't you mess this up man <laughs> like mm-hmm. um but like the ship like the ship that she's having is like uh it's a da, 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 da. Uh, i guess like her st- the star destroyer that she's that she's in command of was mm-hmm. at the Death Star yep. when it exploded and it was like damaged by some of the debris. Mm-hmm. But she's like, but I, I, I did, we didn't scrap the ship and I kept it because, you know, I, we rena- renamed it Tarkin's will because this is like the thing that we will never forget the Death Star. Like, and it's Looks such, like Wolverine took a piece out of it. Yeah. It's such a hardcore, like, oh man, she's flying around in a wrecked up like Star Destroyer. They don't normally allow that. Like, no. this is cool. <laughs> like, so I kind of dig her ruthlessness especially mm-hmm. as a like kind of foil to leia like because yeah. it seems like she's very personally against leia particularly mm-hmm. but yeah just seeing her uh go off i imagine there'll be great things if they ever come face to face spoilers will they who knows maybe <laughs> tune into next episodes uh but yeah man, this is a it's a fun arc i love seeing more of a it's something that i've been crying about for a while it's like man when are they gonna show a shara ba-? like all these people that you like never know or these people that are you know like you want to say they're like throwaway characters they show up in one comic or something and i'm like well and shara bay could be there like mm-hmm. well now she's there and now it's yeah. cast dameron's there and like as the issues have gone along like other people have shown up that i did not expect and i'm like <gasps> like and that's been really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I hope they continue to do these things and sort of bring in a lot of these pieces. And I know mm-hmm. people are like, but then the universe is tiny. I'm like, well, I would like to see these people for more than just one comic book or one episode of a cartoon that I like or one. Yeah. You know, like, it's okay. Like, hey, they're in the rebellion and you're in the rebellion. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be neighbors. Uh, but yeah, I, I dig that kind of stuff when they bring in those things and start bringing them together. So that makes me happy. That's, that's what they should be. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be ramming it down our throats mm-hmm. because the story should be about the stories themselves, but there's no reason they shouldn't be bringing in some of these other characters or places, events. Right, right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're, they're starting to do that. Yeah. Um, like in the next arc, they bring even like this one, they brought Shara and, uh, Kess. And mm-hmm. then next arc, there's like a couple more that they bring in that I was like, yeah, when it yeah. happened because I'm me and I like people. 
that I recognize from cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? So, hey, uh, comics are fun, kids. Mm-hmm. Check them out. Uh, do you have any closing anything on this? Uh, I thought it just started off very well. I'm very happy with where it's going. So, yeah. Give me more, Star Wars. Yep. Give me more. Keep keep it coming. Keep it coming, Star Wars. Mr. Star Wars, you can continue to do this great work, and I will continue to read it. Um, yeah, I guess we're going to close it with that. Uh, thank you for listening. Pod it forward. Continue to listen to King Tom on all of his other podcasts and internet travels. And that's the end of a podcast, and that's how we end it. Dude, because I don't have music right now. Okay, that's fine. It's a, it's a, okay. Okay. Right. That was a lot of fun. Good times, right?